What's up, Tan and J-Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tan and J-Man Show. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh, the J-Man Monk, we want to thank you for listening to our podcast. While you're at it, on whatever platform you're listening on, please hit that subscribe button. And if it happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review. That really helps us out. If you're interested in watching our show, our show is recorded live every Monday from 6.30 p.m. to 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can catch that on the ISC Sports Network, on the free ISC Sports Network app, on the ISC Sports Network Facebook page, and their Twitter page. While you're at it, on the social media channels, please give us a like on our Facebook page. Please give us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at Show. And if you want to support our podcast and look great doing so, we have a merchandise store. You can go to any of our social media pages, click the link, click Tan and J-Man Show store, and you'll find whatever you're looking for, short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, coffee mugs, you name it, we got it. So thanks again for supporting the podcast. Now sit back, relax, and here comes another exciting brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. Monday night. You know what that means. Another brand new episode of the Tan and J-Man Show with Tanner Lee and Josh the J-Man Month. Episode 239, to be exact. It was a warm one this weekend, J-Man. Oh, was it ever. I was in Iowa this weekend, and it hit uh, about 110 on the um, heat index meter. Not... uh for a big fella like me, not great. I think it's hot for everybody when it gets yeah. to a 110 on the heat index meter. It doesn't matter what shape or size you are. That's that's pretty darn warm. Yep. But, uh, we'll bring up bring on the warm temperatures. I'd rather it be warm than cold. Oh, 1,000%. At least when you go outside, you're not, like, hurting. Yes. Yeah. Might be sweating. I haven't stopped sweating. You haven't stopped sweating? In four days. The uh, snake cup, cup snake. Whatever you want to call it, Wrigley hadn't stopped. Still hasn't stopped. Still, still going. Stopped. They're still just, going. They slept there last night. Still just, going. I, I saw something. That a guy calculated, so about two beers per something, and however long it was, and he said that's probably $30,000 worth of beer. I believe it. In that, in that snake. Yeah, what, what, what is it per size of beer? Like a nine buck? Twelve. Twelve? At Wrigley, yeah. It's, uh, it's going up. Tom Ricketts. And his family are poor, so they have to raise the prices. Rocking this weekend, though, wasn't it? Rocking this weekend. So good to have 100% capacity back. Friday was as happy as I've been watching a sporting event in a long time. We're all very happy that that you were happy because it makes Twitter more enjoyable for all of us. If it, I, I would honestly think my negative Twitter would make it far more enjoyable for people. It's entertaining. It's more entertaining. But it's very misleading. It is sometimes. I get on and think the Cubs are losing every single time. Yeah. More times than not, they're winning. You know, that's been a thing of the past. Mm-hmm. I'm more uh, more even keel this year. All right. On Twitter, anyway. Other places, no. We still got to come up with some kind of shirt design. Mm-hmm. Incorporating your Twitter or something you say on Twitter a lot or a hashtag or something. Hashtag Fire Beckman was the one that... Uh, that was a good one. I popularized back in the uh Gonna have a cartoon face of Beckman on the front. Hashtag fire Beckman on the back, but he's already fired, so yeah. that wouldn't do much good. Could could print off the picture um, where it says he blocked me on Twitter and put that oh. on a <laughs> put that on a oh, shirt. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I like that a lot. Uh, I ordered myself one of those. That guy was an idiot. You'd have, Lasagna. To, get, you'd have to get yourself a tank top. One could, of those. could could have that screenshot on the front of the shirt, and then just a normal picture of lasagna on the back. Or a good one where a screenshot of the image of you at PNC Park. Yeah. Not looking very happy. Not looking happy. That's a good one. Watching the Cubs. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Could do that. Uh, could put, print that one out with Beckman and then have the quote on the back. You take out three plays and we're right in that game. That's a good one. In a game they lost 42-3. to three. <laughs> That was the equivalent to Daryl Hazel at Purdue when they lose by like 100. Got to watch the tape. Got to watch the tape. Report back when I watch the tape. It's like, Daryl, <laughs> trust me, we all saw from the stands. We saw the tape. <laughs> we saw the tape. Wasn't pretty. <laughs> We watched the tape live. Uh, and those uh, coaches from the Maction don't always work out. <laughs> they don't. Very, very often do they not work yeah, out. Yeah, they very rarely work. I mean, I mean Matt Campbell at yeah. Iowa State, huge. I mean, he's been he's turned that from a dumpster fire into a really good program. Yep. Um, Lance Leopold from um, Buffalo's at Kansas now. Let's see if he does something 
extraordinary at Kansas. Yeah, uh, of course, he had Brian Kelly went from Central Michigan to Cincinnati. Yes, he's had success. Um, wasn't Mark D'Antoni? D'Antonio. Uh, D'Antonio. I always get that screwed yeah, up. Yeah, he was. He was. He um, was Central Michigan as well, wasn't he? Yeah, but. But but the, I would say those coaches went to stepping stone jobs yes. instead of right to a power five. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Going straight from MAC to power five usually doesn't end well. Yeah. It seems like. But. Yep. Who knows? I got a birdie bogey for you today. I'm ready to rock and roll. NFL question. More in my wheelhouse than baseball, so I appreciate that. Only four players have tallied 800 plus receiving yards Ooh. in each of the past six seasons. Ooh. Name those four players. 800-plus receiving yards oh. past four seasons. In each of the past six seasons. Six seasons, seasons four players. Four six players, seasons. six seasons, 800-plus okay. yards. They have a pretty good shot at a par. But name those four players. Birdie Bogey brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient-dense produce from Bryce and Katie Romine of Mintone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. They're at the Kosciuszko County Farmers and Artisans Market. Over the weekend, the market starts at 9 a.m. and it's open until 1 p.m. They had cucumbers, they had jalapeno and serrano peppers, rainbow chard, fennel, green onion, kale, lettuce heads, red cherry tomatoes, and radishes. So uh, I'm sure they'll be there this weekend as well. Uh, go get yourself some veggies. Yeah, it's um, of course Father's Day weekend's coming up this weekend too. It is. It is, it is. I'm sure all fathers love vegetables. Majority of them probably do. Probably. I would assume. But what do you want to start with tonight there, Tito? Well, I mean, it's kind of, uh, we've been starting with the same topic for mm-hmm. weeks now, but let's keep it going with baseball. We kind of hit on it in the very yes. beginning of the show, so I'll let you take it away for a little bit. Cubs had a very good week. Um, last week, you asked me, what would be your ideal like record for this? Yeah, I did, and uh, I said probably three and three. I'd be happy with. Mm-hmm. They got uh, shellacked Monday night there in Love San Diego. Word. It was that's a good just word. That's fantastic just a word. Fantastic adjective. Is that an adjective or a verb? <laughs> it's a verb. Yeah, pretty sure it's a verb. <laughs> it's been a while since I took an English <laughs> class. Um, you put me on the spot. I'm it's like, definitely not an adjective. Yeah, it's definitely no. a verb. <laughs> the, the act of it's shellacking. It's an action. It's an action. Yes. It's not, so that, it doesn't describe something. Yes. Uh, See, we're smart. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been 11 years since I uh, have learned uh, English words. Um, I'm trying to get better each day, but uh, today was not one of those Getting better ain't easy, Jay, man. <laughs> anyway, they won the final two there in San Diego. You know, I keep saying, or I keep second-guessing my, myself when I say San Diego because I'm so used to screwing up the Chargers that I'm. it's just I'm second-guessing myself, but they are the San Diego Padres. Yeah, the Chargers and the Raiders have you. Have me all kerfuffled. In some, another good word. <laughs> I'm a little flustered. But Cubs had a good week. They beat uh, U Darvish on uh, Wednesday in a game where the Cubs started a triple-A lineup, but uh, – Old Jake Arietta matched him pitch for pitch after just getting whooped in San Francisco where Jake Arietta had uh, food poisoning. Pitched really well through five scoreless innings there um, in San Diego. And as I said, they won uh, Wednesday or uh, Tuesday night as well. But then they came home and faced uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, bitter rivals. Opening day 2.0 is what they called it there. Um, 100% capacity for the first time all year. Beautiful weather. It was warm. Um, not a cloud in the sky majority of the day. It's just beautiful weather. Um, the crowd was rocking. I mean, it felt like an absolute playoff game. People were standing on their feet in the fourth inning uh, on a 3-2 count on a batter. Um, just so nice to have that 100% capacity again, especially at Wrigley Field. You knew it would be rocking this weekend with it. Then when the Cubs came out there and went or and swept them, got down 5-1, to one, in the uh, f- in the uh, first game against the Cardinals in the fifth inning, and then they came back and won. Anthony Rizzo had one of the best plate appearances I have ever seen a player have. He hit a home run after a 14-pitch at bat, kept fouling off pitches, fouling off pitches, and finally got a pitch that was right in his wheelhouse and hit the line drive um, to the right field corner um, to tie the game. And then that ever since that hit – um, just felt like the Cubs had all the momentum in the world in that series. Then they ended up scoring a couple more runs 
to end the game, and then they won. Um, and then Saturday they got down one nothing early, but then Kyle Hendricks really settled in, and the Cubs just chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, got up uh, seven to two, and that's how they ultimately won. And then yesterday Sunday night baseball, um, beautiful, just beautiful weather all weekend. As I said, got up two nothing. Bullpen comes in, shuts the door. Zach Davies was fantastic. He's thrown his two or had his two best outings of the season so far after really, really struggling. Um, he has not given up an earned run in his past two starts. Playing great defense. Bullpen, as I said, has been absolutely fantastic. They have been the best bullpen in the National League and in the majors by a wide margin uh, since May 1st. Since May 1st, their bullpen has a collective ERA of 1.27. Not too shabby. Which is more than a run lower than every other bullpen um, in the sport. They are – I have some stats here. Um, just shows how good their bullpen's been. We like stats. They are 31-0 and when entering the eighth inning with a lead. They are tw- – or they are 30-1 and with a lead after six innings. Wow, that's really good. And they are 29-2 and with a lead after five innings. Bullpen has been absolutely lights out. It's like their formula um, is just getting early lead. Getting early lead, and it almost feels like game over. Every single pitcher in there has been fantastic this season. Craig Kimbrell's back to being his elite, elite self. Uh, then you have guys like Ryan Tapera and Andrew Chafin having the best years of their career. Um, Rex Brothers has had some good moments. Keegan Thompson's had some good moments. Tommy Nance still hasn't given up a run um, in his career so far in 11 innings. Um, they just... They're pitching just ridiculously well. Craig Campbell's only given up two earned runs in 27 and third innings. Struck out almost 15 batters per nine innings. He uh, has a nasty curve working. His fastball's harder than it's been in years. He struck out um, uh, Dylan Carlson uh, for the first down in the ninth inning last night on a 99-mile-an-hour fastball. He hasn't done that in a long time. Uh, battled in a great at bat with Nolan Arenado and got him strikeout looking on a knuckle curveball. <laughs> he's just been he's been awesome for them. Absolute godsend. We didn't think after the first year, season and a half or so of him being there, uh, that he'd ever look like this again. Um, and here he is, starting really about late August last year. It kind of turned around for him, and he's just kept it rolling. And he uh, he's looking like an elite closer again. At 33 years old. You know, just a few minutes ago, you made the statement of if the Cubs get an early lead, it almost feels like game over. Have you ever been able to say that about a Cubs team before? Or is this? I have never felt good about a Cubs bullpen in my life until this year. I figured that was um, the answer. Now, the way my brain works is, <laughs> well, they're due for a blow-up, so I'm just expecting it to happen time after time, and it, it just hasn't happened. I mean, Craig Campbell has a .66 ERA. Ryan Tapera is at 1.99. Andrew Chavin's at 1.91. Dan Winkler, not a fan of Dan Winkler, but his ERA is .79. Um, then Keegan Thompson, 2.01. Dylan Maples, 2.08. Tommy Nance, 0.00. Trevor McGill, 0.00. Rex Brothers, 3.05. Those are the guys in their bullpen right now. I mean, every single guy you throw out there, they're just getting outs. Um, the rotation's been better. Um, as I said, Kyle Hendricks has won each of his last six starts. His ERA is 3.01 over his last eight starts. Zach Davies' ERA is down to 4.01, which is above league average. Jake Arrieta had a great start on Wednesday. Um, Adbert Alzale, unfortunately, has a blister issue, and he's on the injured list. And Trevor Williams is still coming back from um, an appendectomy. So they're going to have to kind of figure out some rotation things um, going forward. Alec Mills is going to start. On Tuesday, it sounds like, in New York, he has not been good this year. Uh, he obviously threw a no-hitter last year, which is one of the most uh, unpredictable no-hitters in the history of the sport. Because he's just he's not very good, and he goes at, It's almost like Philip Umber throwing that perfect game a few mm-hmm. years ago. That was almost 10 years ago, by the way, now. Seems like yesterday. Um, trade deadline's coming up here in about a month and a half. Starting pitching is going to be at the top of the list for him, um, as it is for a lot of teams as well i would love if the cubs made a deal earlier uh, rather than later because they uh, they need more innings out of the rotation it seems like i'm saying it every single week starting pitchers are not going deep enough into games and the bullpen's going to be worn out however the bullpen has proven to be so deep that it might not even matter um but they need another rotation piece especially heading into a potential uh 
playoff series. Of course, we have a long way to go before we can even talk playoffs. But uh, right playoffs. now, uh, they talk about playoffs. <laughs> so I, we can win a game. I would say the Cubs have been uh, <laughs> one of the surprise of baseball so far. Yeah. And I mean, they obviously had the talent to be really good, but after what's happened the past couple of years, they won the division last year, but then had a really awful two games in the playoffs against the Marlins. Guys are getting older. It's um, contract years for Rizzo, Baez, and uh, Chris Bryant. Um, no one really thought they'd be all that good, and so this is, I would say, the most fun I've had watching them in probably three or four years. I would say I'm pretty confident that one of your bold predictions is going to become wrong here in yeah. the next month and a half. Um, I said Chris Bryant mm-hmm. would be traded by the All-Star break. Mm-hmm. wasn't even the trade deadline, and there's no way the Cubs will be completely out of it by the All-Star break. Um, if they are, something miserable has happened, and I will uh, I will be on a death watch at that point. Um, but, no, I can't imagine a scenario <laughs> where Chris Bryant will be traded by the All-Star break. I think he'll be the starting third baseman in the All-Star game. He is leading the vo- voting, early voting, which came out today for the first time. Okay, so I'm putting you on the spots. Okay. June 14th, 2021. Happy, happy six-month birthday to my niece, by the way. Good shout-out. Andy June. There you go. Good job. Proud of you yes. for doing that. Um, next year, opening day, is Chris Bryant part of the Cubs or not? I would put that at about 10%. So you're still not I, very confident. I don't see a scenario where he'll be back. Um, obviously, I want him back. The fan base wants him back. But he's going to command $300 million. He'll be 30 years old January 4th. Um, I just can't imagine them giving him an eight, nine-year deal worth $300 million or so. I don't know if he's going to get that anywhere. He might. Um, but I just, for whatever reason, I just don't feel like there's a scenario where he's back. I think Anthony Rizzo's a free agent as well. He's just, he's too important to the franchise not to be back, and I think they'll make a deal. How old is he? Um, he will be 32 in August. 32. Javier Baez will be 29 in December. He's having... Not a great year so far. He's been oft injured. Um, he's still in the bottom of the ballpark, but he's he's struck out 85 times, walked seven. <laughs> yeah, he, he goes swinging, doesn't he? He uh, has a 271 on base percentage this year. As I said, he's still hitting the ball of the ballpark quite a bit and playing solid defense, uh, but I don't see him being back either. It's going to be quite the transitional offseason um, with the Chicago Cubs. Um, they'll have more money to spend, of course, because <laughs> – a lot of those guys won't be back, no. um, but they, uh, it, it, it'll be a really interesting offseason, really for the first time in like four years. It'll be an offseason where there will be quite a few changes, I think. Um, but still getting good production out of guys like Patrick Wisdom, who hit another home run in San Diego. He has eight homers in 19 games. Uh, Sergio Alcantara has been fantastic since coming up, since um, I think he came up for David Bodie when he separated his shoulder. He has uh, nine hits so far, seven of them have been extra base hits. He's making contact. He's uh, not chasing out of the zone. He's been really, really good and should be there. Starting second baseman going forward until Nico Horner comes back. And who knows, maybe Alcantara is even better than Nico Horner. Um, I do not ever want to see Eric Sogard in the lineup. I could tell by your do Twitter. Not like him. Yeah. Um, he's he's not just part of his fan club. He's not good. Another guy who shouldn't be part of any sort of lineup is Jason Hayward. He's hitting 172. I completely forgot about that guy. Sitting 172, on-base percentage of 255, a 310 slugging percentage, OPS plus. 100 is Major League Average. His is at 59. That is 41% below league average. How he, old is he now? He'll be 32 in August. He's, he's he, a, I thought he's older now. He's a day younger than Anthony Rizzo. Wow. Yeah. Um, wow. So they're the same age, and his contract's obviously absurd. But we're getting to the point where you can't be worrying about the contract. You've got to put the best players out there. Right. Jason Hayward's not one of the best eight, eight uh, position players right now. Ian Happ needs to start hitting again. Jock Peterson's been really good here lately, and uh, he's given them some really good at-bats in the bottom of the ballpark. He's just He has that infectious personality that you like having in the clubhouse. He's uh, growing this wispy, terrible mustache. It's kind of been a morale booster. He's uh, giving chest bumps to guys after they hit homers. He's just been a really good pickup so far. And I couldn't imagine a scenario back in 2016 where I'd ever like Jock Peterson, but here we are. <laughs> Um, and you probably already hit on this guy, and I probably wasn't paying attention, but how's Wilson Contreras doing this year? Um, 
he's been up and down. He's still he's leading the National League in homers from the catcher position. He has 11 of them. Only hitting 237. So on base percentage is still solid right around. It's a little above league average. Um, his OPS plus is 16% above league average. Need more out of him. Another thing they really need to try to find uh, coming towards the trade deadline is a backup catcher. Because uh, Wilson's playing almost every single day. He's going to get worn out. He's had hamstring issues in the past. He's missed quite a few games with um, with pulled hamstrings. I mean, their current backup catcher, who's on the – he's actually on the injured list, is P.J. Higgins. He's one for 23. Just have the manager put so on far. the old – Seriously, uh, he'd probably provide more production. Equipment. I mean, they signed Austin Romine to be their uh, backup that catcher. from the past. He's only had nine at-bats this year. He's been injured every other time. They had Tony Walters, who's three for 24. Their backup Another catchers are the bad. Their current <laughs> backup catcher is um, – I think it's Jose Lobaton, who's most famous for getting picked off – by Wilson Contreras in the game five of the 2017 uh, NLDS there in Washington in the eighth inning. He, wasn't uh, from second base, was it? Wasn't from second base. Mm-hmm. Knew you were going to bring that up, and I'm already regretting talking you about that. You walked yourself so, right uh, into it. I did. So, here's a dumb, really dumb question, I think, coming from me, but I've thought I've wondered this for a while. Why do we not see catchers that are power hitters? It just not never happens. It's happened more Piazza. so. Um, it's happened more so recently than it has because for years, hundred, hundred years, it was our catcher is going to be a defensive first. We're going to have, we're going to throw well. Um, we're going to catch guys stealing. We're going to pitch frame. We're going to block balls. It's just for whatever reason, they never hit for power. Buster Posey's, it seems like he's a power hitter. He only has two seasons where he's hit over 20 homers. Uh, Yadier Molina is not a power guy. JT Real Muto has some power. I would say Gary Sanchez has power. Gary Sanchez has power. He just can't make contact right. majority of the time. Sanchez is a guy that can hit the ball yeah. at the ballpark. Uh, Wilson Contreras has probably some of the most power, if not the most, in the National League. Um, it's just it's still a defensive first position. Um, it's changed a little bit over the past couple of years, as I said, but still I would yeah, say they gravitate that makes sense. It's just defense. always weird to me. It's like, mm-hmm. why? I mean, you think one guy every now and then might – just be a slugger. Hit 40 catcher. homers. Yeah. yeah. It just never happens. It's really, um, really odd. It is interesting as far as defense goes. You know, for years it's been all about catcher has to have a good arm, has to have yeah. a good arm. Now that's kind of gone by the wayside, and they're like, we need a guy that can frame pitches. Sure. Uh, steal strikes. If guys steal bases, who cares? Uh, as long as we steal strikes, we'll be all right. Um, but, yeah. This week, Cubs have the Mets for four. Uh, tonight they face David Peterson, who the Cubs hit around pretty good there in their first start against him in April. He only went three in the third innings, gave up six runs. Only three of those were earned. Um, Cubs have hit really well against left-handed pitching this year. That's been kind of a uh, bugaboo there. Past couple again? years, you're on fire with. The I'm words. on fire with the big words. Hitting 252 against lefties, slugging over 400 or 430, OPS of 761. You look at last year, um, they only hit. 196 against left-handed pitching, slug just 311. The year before, they signed Nick Castellanos to try to uh, offset their issues with left-handed pitching, and it helped a little bit, but they still weren't very good, only hitting 239 uh, with a 428 slugging against lefties. So hopefully they can hit around him around tonight. Taiwan Walker then goes tomorrow for the uh, Mets and Cubs, really ground, grinded out plate appearances against him. Only went three and two-thirds innings and walked six his first time against the Cubs. Hopefully they can do the same. Uh, Jacob DeGrom had a little bit of an injury issue, but he's scheduled to pitch on Wednesday, and they still have him as a probable starter. Uh, so we'll see if he actually does pitch um, on Wednesday. I hope not. I, I hope he's okay. I just hope they push yeah. him back to back to next uh, sure. series. But, uh, yeah, that uh, that's not going to do it for my baseball talk, so I got a little bit more to talk about. But hit on a little last week. The uh, spider tack, the sticky substances that pitchers are using uh, that helps increase spin rates. Um, it doesn't help guys throw faster, but it obviously gives them better grip to where they can spin it better and make it increasingly more difficult to hit, especially breaking balls. Um, Major League Baseball is going to come down hard on these guys. Sounds like they're going to check them before the starting pitchers before each start. They're going to randomly check them two times during the game. Um, and if they're caught with a sticky substance on their person, hat or glove, I, I've, I've seen guys uh, kind of uh, rub their hat or rub their glove 
um, there, it's an automatic ejection, and then it's a 10-game suspension without pay. Um, there's some other – I think they're, they're fined some sort of amount too. But you look at some of these top guys uh, that uh, supposedly have, uh, um, have been using this spider tack. Shane Bieber is one of them. His curveball spin rate was down 300 RPMs last week, or, or his last start, I should say, yesterday. Um, Trevor Bauer's spin rate has been down almost 400 RPMs. He got hit around. Um, he, he, he got whooped yesterday, gave up six runs. Shane Beaver, as, as I said, gave up two home runs. Um, Jacob deGrom's been a guy that they've mentioned um, – I hadn't seen him mentioned that. Yeah, one. I, pe- people have been making accusations about him, but his spin rate hasn't changed at all. So that tells me he hasn't been using it. Um, Adam Wainwright's been mentioned, and Garrett Cole has been mentioned. Mm. In fact, yeah, um, today, Sports Illustrated, Bubba Harkins was the guy pitchers went to and texted for never this. Never trust a guy uh, named Bubba. Never trust a guy named Bubba. Seriously. Uh, but now he's speaking out, um, and he has actually has screenshots from Garrett Cole and Adam Wainwright. Uh, Garrett Cole said, I was wondering if you could help me out with this sticky situation winky emoji. Uh, the stuff I had last year seizes up when it gets cold. Can you come up with, or do you have a mix that will play better in cold weather? Um, Adam Wainwright said, Bubba, this is Adam Wainwright. Can I give you a call? Uh, thanks. Very thick stuff. Hey, Bubba, a couple guys asking about some secret stuff. Anyways, can you send me a couple, a couple batches with the Angels when they come? It's this guy uh, – Worked for the Angels. That look, those text messages look like one that you grab from an app that you can it create does. text messages from. But, it does, but but um, these are it, it. It doesn't have their numbers, obviously, but it says sure. from Garrett Cole's yeah. number, from Adam Wainwright's number. Uh, so Sports Illustrated had a story about it. So go check that out. I don't know if I ch- trust Sports Illustrated. Um, I trust it because Garrett Cole's uh, notorious for cheating, considering his last franchise he played for. Yeah. So. Yeah, but gonna come down hard. We'll see if uh, we'll see if guys start hitting a little better here. I imagine. I mean, Trevor Bauer was a guy that said the only way guys can get this incredible spin rate is if they're using some sort of substance to help them spin it faster. Um, and he's just ripping on him, and then he goes and does the same thing, and he wins the Cy Young with it. I think you should give back the Cy Young personally. I don't know how you can prove it unless somebody from the Reds comes out and say, hey, he was definitely using that stuff. Um, But, I mean, he went out and cheated because the spin rate got so much higher than it was. That's the only way he could have increased the spin rate was this uh, spider tech substance. So hopefully uh, it'd be be interesting to see the first guy that gets caught with it. Um, A a Cubs pitcher, actually, Tommy Nance, uh, his spin rate was down, I think, 90 RPMs um, in his last outing. Which is concerning <laughs> that he was using it, but uh, they say it supposedly helps you uh, add three to five hundred RPMs on your uh, every pitch you have. So it's pretty crazy. I'm surprised they. Uh, yeah, I'm. I mean, it took people having this huge public outcry for MLB to actually do something, but they finally are doing something. What do the division races look like right now? Um, Milwaukee just hasn't lost because they've had a pretty easy schedule here recently, but they're tied with the Cubs atop the NL Central. The St. Louis Cardinals are finding themselves six back after being, I think they're about eight, eight or nine games over 500 here just a few weeks ago. It's getting kind of a time where if they don't start winning now, what are they going to do with some of their guys? Uh, Nolan Arenado can use his opt-out after the year, and if – if Cardinals keep losing, he might do it. He hasn't been having that great of a year. He's been pretty solid. Um, I don't know if he's going to be making that much money in the open market as he would as if he just keeps the contract. Uh, their pitching's really bad, though. Their bullpen's bad. Rotation hasn't been good at all. Um, so who knows what they're going to do. Reds, due to an easy schedule. Um, you got a lot of players on the schedule, I, Josh. I, I know, I know. But that's the reason <laughs> why they're staying in it. Um, they're, they're a game over five hundred, though. They uh, – are five games back of the Cubs and Brewers. The Arizona Diamondbacks <laughs> have lost. They're not good. How many straight games on the road? Let's see. There's two, six. Um, let's see. Thirteen. Oh, man. <laughs> 
the Arizona Diamondbacks have lost 19 straight games on the road. It's got to be getting close to a record, doesn't it? 19 straight games on the road. Their road record still better than the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> the Colorado Rockies' road record, I'm pretty sure, is four and twenty-six. <laughs> they stink. Five and twenty-seven, close enough. <laughs> Five and twenty-seven on the road. They're twenty and fourteen at home, so they're like a solid team at home. Good team at home, I'd even say. They they are getting outscored by ninety-five runs on the road in just thirty-two games. No easy fix there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you fix it. It's it's got to be some sort of luck thing. I saw uh, Charlie Blackman's up to twelve game hitting streak, which is the most for anybody in twenty twenty one. Really, mm-hmm. I was surprised to read that stat though. I would say he, I thought somebody would have had that many already. I would say Chuck's gone by the trade deadline. Trevor Story's having a real bad contract year. He's only yep. two forty two with five homers. They'll probably try to trade him at the deadline. Mm-hmm. I'd imagine. They don't really have many guys no. that are going to be worth a whole no. lot out there. Uh, John Gray could be a guy. Um, yeah. Austin Gomber, who they got in there in Alatrade, has actually been pretty solid out of the rotation. Maybe they actually found something with him. But uh, Probably not. <laughs> Giants are still winning the West. They're a game up on the Dodgers. Padres are three games out. Yeah, three good teams there. Um, the White Sox have won, I think it's 15 of their last 20. They're hot. They're beating up on bad teams as well, but again, got to play who's on your schedule. No shame in beating bad teams. No. You got to beat them. You got, yeah. There's, I, I, there's only shame in losing to bad right. teams. Uh, Tampa Bay Rays are on fire. They have the best record in baseball. I think they're the best run team in sports. They are. I mean, always a low payroll. They're always winning. Crazy. Boston's three out. Toronto's seven and a half. Yankees are eight and a half. They got to get going quick. Aaron Boone's in trouble. He might be in trouble. I mean, Yankees are four out of the wild card spot right, right. now. Obviously, There's a ton not, of time left. They lost 7-0 to the Phillies last mm-hmm. night. Yeah, got noon. shut out by Austin Nola. Aaron Nola, excuse me. Um, it's not playing well. It's just not clicking. I don't know. Yeah, something's afoot there. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's a, there's a divide in the locker room. It's no telling. one's hard telling. They're, they keep things pretty secret there in yep. New York. Somehow. Um, the Mets are winning the East. They're three <laughs> games up on Philadelphia. I'm just I'm waiting for the Braves to get hot, and it hasn't happened. Yeah. Way too talented to sit here 63 games into the year, be three games under 500, five games back. The Mets are a good team, don't get me wrong. Sure. But, uh, I just think Braves are head and shoulders above where the uh, where the Mets are. So I think that's all I got. You got anything else? No. I just let you roll with yes, roll sir. with it. What do you want to do next? Um, we'll talk a little NBA. Sure, NBA playoffs. Um, I think I got my book it correct. I don't remember what your book it was. I think I said the Suns would um, sweep the. I, I didn't say sweep. I said beat. they'd beat the Nuggets, but we didn't. I didn't think it would happen before a yeah. Monday show, so we wouldn't know. But I ended up getting it right. Suns and four pretty yeah. easily. Yeah, the Nuggets uh, just ran out of steam. I mean. You know, before the playoffs started, I kept saying if they had um, Jamal Murray healthy, they might be able to make it out of the West. But even with him healthy, I don't think they were going to get past the Suns. Suns are rolling. Chris Paul's right rolling. Yeah, he's uh, he had 37 last night. It's been incredible, this yeah. series, this playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah, Suns, man. Western Conference Finals. I love it. Love the parody. I hope yeah. the Jazz the Jazz get out and it'll be a Suns or Jazz. Oh, they uh, need to win. Um yeah, tonight. I think that might go seven. Is that game four tonight between those two teams? Um, yes. Check. Yeah, U- it's a big in tonight. Utah's up two games to one. They need this one, but the Clippers are five-point um, favorites. Yeah, it's in L.A. It's at the Staples Center. Yeah, but um, Jazz and Suns would be fun. Yeah, I mean, two young rosters, too, mm-hmm. with two really – I mean, Devin Booker's a star. Yep. Uh, Donovan Mitchell's a star. That would be fun to watch. I'd enjoy that so much more than watching Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, like, we do every year. Um, right. And then uh, in the East, Bucks have uh, managed yep. to come back they, and tie that. Pfizer Forum has been rocking the last two games. Uh, they looked really good. The uh, Nets uh, have been without James Harden. Yeah. And it sounds like he's not going to be back until right. um, maybe game five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kyrie Irving will not play game five. They have some injuries. I don't know. These guys are not that old, and they're always getting hurt. I don't right. understand it. Um, Steve Nash still looks weird on the sidelines to me. I can't get used to it. Yes. Um, for one, he looked weird playing the game. Right. He just look like He's a basketball a player. Fellow. He looks more like a coach than he does basketball player, it's but good. still it is It's kind of strange. Um, I think the Sixers uh, go up three games to one on the Hawks tonight. I agree. The Hawks stole game one, but. 
Sixers are three-point favorites in uh, in Atlanta. Yeah, Hawks. Yeah, Trey Young's really good. Um, I read today that they're the NBA is going to look into stopping guys like Trey Young and James Harden um, from like flopping their body into a foul while they shoot because they they go sideways yeah, into guys. That's Harden a, lives at the free throw. That's line. a trait that's translating over to the college game too. We're seeing mm-hmm. more and more players do that and get calls. Yeah, uh, they need to stop blowing the whistle for it. Right. Um, it's getting. You can tell pathetic. when a guy's, I mean, inadvertently doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVP of the league kicked out last night. Yeah. In game four. Soft. What a soft call. Soft call. He was. I mean, he probably shouldn't have done what he, he did. He shouldn't have swiped aggressively like that. But didn't hit him in the face. I didn't think. But uh, I. I will say. In his defense, at least he was making an effort to do something to the ball. Whereas, like LeBron or a lot of these other high talented superstars, they wouldn't even they've been over complaining to the ref. Yeah, about something. Yeah, uh, especially LeBron. LeBron, if something doesn't go his way, he does not hustle back. He just he whines to the ref the whole time. He cherry picks and then he gets the point. Nope. Uh, Jokic was at least trying to get the ball back. But he swiped down a little too yeah. hard. Maybe made contact with the guy's nose. It was real Listen close. Much. Um, so, it, it it wasn't a hard foul either. What I wouldn't it it was a foul, but it wasn't a hard foul to the point where I, I didn't even think it deserved a flagrant yeah. one, and they kicked him out. Yeah. Um, and he was the MVP. Kicked him out at home. At home, <laughs> MVP. Yeah. They probably weren't coming back to win the game Correct. anyway. But Correct. I mean, that ended all shot they yep. had. They had no shot after that. Uh, so pretty pathetic. NBA's gotten softer and softer and softer and softer and softer. That's why it drives general fans away. Yep. I cannot stand the NBA anymore. Too many egos. It's just, it's not my thing. One piece of NBA news that did happen since we did our last show. The Pacers looking for a new head coach. Yeah. Uh, I don't even remember the guy's name. Nate. Um, I can't pronounce his last name. I'm not um, going to try. He. was One year. One and done. He split the locker room. Yep. He lost the locker room. He's, he's a younger guy. He lost the locker room. He wasn't going to get it back. Uh, now they said they're going out searching for a veteran head coach, which uh, they fired a veteran head coach uh, who's now still in the playoffs. They with the have Atlanta a process Hawks. of firing veteran um, head coaches. After it doesn't work. And it sounds like they think they're good enough to be continuing the playoffs to where they don't want to rebuild. If they wanted to rebuild, maybe he would have been kept around. But they, you know, with, mm-hmm. they think with a healthy roster, which the Pacers definitely didn't have this year, they should be continuing up towards the top of the East. Are they that good, though? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I, I think they're good enough to be like a 4 or 5 type yeah. of seed, but I don't see them ever Agreed. now getting to a point where Agreed. they're a 1 through 3 seed. They have to have they have to tank for a little while and get better I mean, draft we're picks. We're talking they about have a to, roster of uh, um, TJ Warren, mm-hmm. Malcolm Brogdon, Sabonis, Sabonis Turner, um, it's a solid roster. Why am I blanking on guys? Um, I'm blanking on a couple others. I just can't think off the top of my head. But, I mean, they got a solid six or seven-man core, but it's not better than Brooklyn or Milwaukee or no. Philadelphia or Atlanta. I hate, and LeBron started this as well, the super teams. Yep. I mean, guy Harden and Durant and Irving teaming up. And you, can they, make a, you can make an argument that Boston technically started it. Yeah, I guess they did. LeBron really, yeah. really made Got it Bosch. come out to the – Yeah, I, I guess, yeah. But Garnett, Allen, Pierce. Pierce, yeah. Uh, that – yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can definitely make that argument. But, um, yeah, Pacers, I don't know. Like, part of me – I think Terry Stotts would be a good coach, but they've done the Portland retread and Nate McMillan yeah. before. Um, but Stotts is a different one for me just yeah. because he's had so much success yeah. in Portland where McMillan I mean, didn't. McMillan didn't. I mean, he, he was helped by having C.J. McCollum and uh, Damian Lillard and Myers Leonard um, there in uh, <laughs> in Portland. Um, but he's obvi- he can obviously coach. Right. Um, I don't know if there is an exciting hire really out there, though. Um, is there, though, in the NBA? <sighs> Not really. I, honestly, Not a general fan. I mean, it would one, take an exciting hire to I, get me bought back in. One that would till the Sox come back get people talking about the Indiana Pacers is that they hire Becky Hammond. That's who our friend Aaron Lynch wants. Um, it, it for for the at the very least, I mean, she's very very qualified to be yeah. an NBA head coach. It would get 
ESPN, publicity, and TNT, and all of these huge outlets talking about the Indiana yep. Pacers for the first time in almost a decade now. Yeah, yep. um, closing on a decade. Yep. So again, she's a very good uh, head coaching prospect. Yep, and the publicity that comes with it would be a home run. She is interviewed with the Blazers and the Heat and the Magic. Not Heat, Blazers and Magic the past week. So, but their description of what they're looking for. She doesn't meet. Yes, yeah, she doesn't meet the uh, experienced veteran head coach. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. And I mean, they they say they want that, but yeah. sometimes veterans not good, right? Uh, sometimes inexperience is far better, right? Um, she's she's learned under one of the greatest coaches ever, and Greg Popovich, there in San Antonio. So, who says she couldn't do the job? No, yeah. no. It's um, uh, who did I see? Jason Kidd linked to oh, I think that's who Damian Lillard wants the Blazers to hire. Oh, Jason Kidd. Okay, I think that's where I saw his name. Where's maybe. Kidd been? Any assistant somewhere right now? Isn't it L.A.? Yep, assistant for uh, under uh, Frank Vogel. Yeah, the, here in Los Angeles, the, yep. Lakers. Speaking of the Lakers and LeBron, see he's now going to go back to wearing number six. That dude loves attention. He has to Here's stay. Sales. Has to stay yep. in the news. Um, I saw him and Drake went to one of his son's basketball games recently. They made it all about themselves. Sure. Um, he he loves attention. Space Jam's going to be coming I out mean, soon. We, we can keep saying it's a money thing. That dude's yeah. made more money than anyone in this entire city we live in right now will ever make in their entire lives. Absolutely. Combined. Absolutely. And he just he loves the attention that You're comes right. with this sort of stuff. I mean, he was number 23 originally in Cleveland. Then he changed to six in Miami and wore six the whole time. They went back to Cleveland's number 23. Yeah, then went to the Lakers. It's 23. Now he's going to switch back to six. I'm surprised he's not going to try to wear eight or 24 just to – because he's an idiot. 13, 33, 32. Yeah. Who was 13? That was well. Yeah. There's so many out there that – like that's what – I had to pause six. I'm like, that's not retired out there. And now 23 is open. Is Anthony Davis going to take 23? Or is he going to stay at three? I said Anthony Davis is going to keep where what three, he's at. Three, yeah, I believe. I think he's three. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Oh, I couldn't weird. care less about Jersey stuff. Yeah. I just, just don't like LeBron. Yeah. He he made it official today on his Facebook. I, I don't. Him in number six, Laker jersey. I don't have Skip Bayless level of hatred for LeBron. Yeah. But uh, I don't like the fella very, very much. I don't know too many people that do. No. Nope. You want to get educated? Oh, always. All right. Well, this is the first time I'm looking these up, so it could be interesting. Uh, let's see what we got here. A lot of French Open stuff. Uh, help if I hit the button to give me more options here. On this day in 1933, the MLB's Lou Gehrig and Joe McCarthy were thrown out of a game. McCarthy was suspended three games, but Garrick wasn't. So he continued his streak at 1,249 oh, games. Man, did he get lucky. Well, how many had he had? 1,249. That's why he didn't get suspended, because they wanted him to keep going. I wonder going. what they did. I don't know. A lot of cricket. I know that's your sport, but. Who won the 1952 U.S. Open for men's golf? Sam Sneed. Guy never heard of Julius Boros. Man, my second guess. One over Ed Oliver. It was the first of three majors. I had never heard of this guy. One before. Who won the uh, 1958 U.S. Open? Sam Snead. Tommy Bolt. Ah, oh, so won close. his only major championship four strokes ahead of 22-year-old South African Gary Player. Hmm. Gary Player was playing back in the 50s. He's 22 years old in yeah, 1958. Say, yeah, pretty. Man, he's 80-something. And he still does like. Stupid fitness that. milestones every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see here. On this day, nineteen sixty-three, New York Met Duke Snyder hit his four hundredth home run of his career. Hall of Famer. On this day, nineteen sixty-nine, Oakland A's Reggie Jackson got ten RBIs one game as the A's beat the Red Sox twenty-one to seven. Also a Hall of Famer. On this day, 1974, the Angels' Nolan Ryan struck out 19 Red Sox in 12 innings. It's another Hall of Famer. 12 innings? Man, they were built different back then. He was built different, <laughs> that guy. Uh, on this day, 1975, 
French Open win, women's tennis. Saw Chris Everett beat. Uh, I was Mar- going to say Chris Everett. Martina Navratilova. There you go. To win her second of seven French singles titles. On this day, 1979, New York Giants Willie McCovey hit his 513th home run, which is an NL lefty record. They call that McCovey Cove out there in San Francisco. He obviously didn't play at that ballpark. Which is but. interesting. They call it an NL lefty record, Barry Bonds. At the time, that was definitely the NL lefty record. No, that's what they should have should have should have worded. They should have worded it they like should've. that to make it sound yeah. like it's still. They sometimes do that. Yeah, to us. this site. Darn sight. Who won the NBA championship on this day in 1987? 87? That's probably one of two teams. <laughs> you are right. I'm going to go with the Celtics. <laughs> ah, Lakers right. beat the Celtics four games to two. Had a 50-50 shot there. On this day in 1989, Nolan Ryan, on this Ooh. list again, became the second pitcher to defeat all 26 teams. How many teams are there now? 30? Yeah. yeah. Do you think there's anybody in the league that's beat all 30 teams? Sure there is. Greg Maddox, maybe? Verlander, maybe? Like, in the league now. Active, oh, in the active. league? Uh, Verlander would be a good candidate. John Lester would be a probably a pretty yeah. good candidate. Um, older guys. I don't know. <laughs> I can't think of any old pitchers now. Kershaw, who knows? He might have. Yeah. Who won the NBA Finals on this day in 1990? 90? That was Bulls, wasn't it? Nope. nope. Lakers, nope. Pistons. Yep. The Pistons won back-to-back, beating the uh, Trailblazers 92-90 to in Game 5. I literally just saw a few days ago that uh, it was on that day the Bulls won their first against the Lakers, and that was like 91, I believe. MVP was Isaiah Thomas. Who won the finals on this day, 1992, the year we were born? Bulls. Bulls beat the Blazers 97-93 in Game 6 for back-to-back titles. Michael Jordan, MVP for the second straight year. You're kidding me. Who won the Stanley Cup final on this day in 1994? 94, that's got to be the uh, Canucks. Were they a team then? They actually lost in the Stanley oh, Cup finals. Oh, man. To the New York Rangers. The Rangers man. ended their record 54-year championship drought. I'm disappointed you guessed the Canucks, though, because almost every time I talk hockey, I mentioned how the Canadians, the last Canadian team to yep. win the Stanley Cup in 93. I got the Canucks and Canadians mixed up. Who won the NBA Finals on this day, 1995? Rockets. Rockets swept the Magic in four games. Birdie. <laughs> Who won the NBA Finals on this day, 1998? Bulls. Bulls it's beat jazz. the Jazz 87-86 in game six to win their third consecutive title in sixth, sixth in eight seasons. Michael Jordan, MVP for the third straight year and the sixth and final time. I think I finally passed you in birdie bogey. <laughs> 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 on this day in 2000, Greg Maddox. Made his 387th putout, breaking Jack Morris's career record. He won like 16 straight gold gloves or something stupid like that. Who won the NBA Finals on this day in 2007? Seven? Um, is that the Miami Heat? San Antonio Spurs. Uh, the Heat the year before against Dallas, 2006? Were they eight? I think they were 05. Uh, I thought oh, the Pist- 06, Pistons 06, were 05. 06, 06. Pistons were 04, 05. Um. They they swept the Cavaliers. Who was the MVP for the Spurs that year? Manu Ginobili. Tony Parker. Wow. Who won the NBA Finals on this day in 2009? 2009. That was the Lakers. Lakers Over beat the Magic. Orlando, yeah. Kobe? For the franchise's 15th NBA championship, Kobe was MVP. And that is going to do it for today's On This Day, which is brought to you by Like It Is Every Week, Performer Print House. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company picnic, or sales meeting, Performer Print House has over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be your one-source print promotional company by giving them a call today at 574-210-3815. This episode is brought to you by The Dan Landing. Whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, hand-breaded tenderloin, seafood, craft beer, or a handcrafted cocktail, Dam Landing is a place to be. The Dam Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Manitow. Focuses on freshness and quality. The Dam Smoke is here every single weekend, which features barbecue and steaks. In addition, you can wash it down with one of their 16 beers on tap, including a constant rotation of today's best microbrews or domestic flavors. Taking the fantastic views of Lake Manitow on their beer garden or outdoor bar area, whether it be boats or wheels, the Dam Landing is a place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Ate there one day last week. Nice. Good stuff. Outdoor patio. Good stuff. 
And this episode of the TNJ Man Show is also brought to you by Circle 15 Golf. Circle 15 Golf is a brand focused on bringing tour quality products and experience to the everyday golfer like the J-Man yes, and myself. Sir. It's built on 25 years of tour experience featuring the Genesis Glove, the most durable and comfortable glove available, and the patented Glove Hub, the first and only glove humidor on the market. Find those products and more at circle15golf.com in Father's Day is coming up this weekend if you're still looking to get your old man something. If your old man's a golfer, um, they got a great Father's Day bundle sale going on right now. You can get a uh, Circle 15 white camo flex fit hat, the Genesis glove, and a glove hub, all for a bundle of $59.48. They also got the same bundles with uh, black snap snapback hats, uh, Circle 15 desert camo flex fit nice. hats, black camo flex fit hats, uh, black flex fit um yeah, all kinds of options of hats with the Genesis glove and a glove hub. Of course, they have different repair tools and ball markers as well. So circle15golf.com is where you can find all those products. And I had multiple guys over the weekend. I was wearing my Circle 15 glove and got out of my glove hub. And they were asking me, is that glove really as comfortable as you say it is? Yes. <laughs> so I'm not, not just BSing you. This is the most comfortable glove I've ever worn. And this In the glove hub, I'm like, this thing really works. My uh, golf league partner on Thursday nights, he took an old crusty golf glove he'd had for years, put it in that thing for about two weeks, softened it right up. Wow. It's amazing. So get get your old man some Circle 15 stuff. Yes, sir. U.S. Open is this uh, weekend. It is. Very few to- few minutes to talk about it. but uh, Well, before we do that, I better get the Word Association oh, yes. this week um, since we do have a sponsor for that. Which I will let you all know before I read the Word Association that the Word Association segment is brought to you by Rhett Lee, Attorney at Law. Rhett Lee and the Law Office of Andrew Key LLC are located at 206 4th Street in Logansport, Indiana. Rhett provides legal services to the people of North Central Indiana and practices criminal defense, family law, and personal injury. If you need a lawyer who cares about your results and will fight for you, give him a call today to schedule a free consultation at 574 722 2221. Got some presidents for me today. I do not have any presidents for you. But the College World Series is going on right now. Nice. Or the, or the, we're getting there. So I looked up the last, I don't know how many College World Series champion, champion schools. I'm going to name the school. You give me the first thing that comes to your mind. All I don't right. care if it's basketball-related, football-related, school-related, baseball-related, whatever. Vanderbilt. Dansby Swanson. I thought Jay Cutler was going to be that, but all right. <laughs> Oregon State. Uh, Darwin Barney. You're throwing out some baseball. Ones. This am. is impressive. I didn't think this was the right way we're going, but I like it. Florida. Um, Tim Tebow. <laughs> I knew that was coming. He's got to look at the jersey. Coastal Carolina. Tommy LaStella. Good poll. Virginia. Who's? UCLA. Uh, Garrett Cole, Trevor Bauer. Arizona. Um, Sean Miller, scumbagginess. <laughs> South Carolina. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. LSU. Uh, the cheater for the Astros. What was his name? Third base. Bregman. Alex Bregman. Fresno State. Uh, Paul George. <laughs> <laughs> Texas. Uh, Christopher Hyatt. <laughs> Cal State Fullerton. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, they haven't been good in a while. Or, I mean, they've been good, but they haven't been. Uh, actually, I think they went to the College World Series a few years ago. That's all I got. I don't have nothing. Else. Titans, that's their Titan, name. Yeah. Rice. Oh, man. Purdue missing that last uh, second field goal. Locked, <laughs> locked in Rice. Sitting in Wing Center watching on CBS Sports Network. What a. Oh, man. <laughs> Miami, Florida. Uh, Yonder Alonzo. University of Southern California. USC, Reggie Bush. Oklahoma. Archie Bradley. He didn't even play there. Pepperdine. Um, Beautiful campus, Malibu. Georgia. Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Kirby Smart. Wichita State. Greg Marshall. Stanford. Um, Nico Horner. The Ohio State. Uh, Evan Turner. That was a good list. Yeah. I like that a lot. Notre Dame, if they win today, they will be in the College World Series. Who are they playing? I don't know. <laughs> Go whoever they're playing. I saw they were up one nothing earlier. Um, yeah, it's a, be- it's a best of three, and I think they're 1-1. Uh, Arkansas, the number one seed, got put out last night, um, shockingly. 
Yeah, Nebraska beat them first time, right? First game? The game the first um, I thought you told me that. In, in, the, in the regional they did, but in the oh. super regional they didn't. Uh, Notre Dame's playing at Mississippi State. Scumbolos! Bottom one. On ESPN2 if you want to watch it. Uh, US Open, like you said, uh, golf's third major this year out of four. It's always on Father's Day, uh, the week of Tory Pines. Day. Where's Tory, Tory Pines at? San Diego area. Nice. Great, great one for the golf fan. I love when the majors are on the West Coast because they're on to like 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah. It's, uh, it'll be on NBC. Uh, all the big names. Well, not all the big names. <laughs> Most of the big names in it this week. Is Ricky Fowler no. really a big name anymore? He's still he's, a, big he's a big name. name. He's a big but, name. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, he was one stroke shy of uh, making the playoff for that qualifier, but he just didn't get done, which is too bad because he's starting to play better. He just got to get in these tournaments, uh, which he doesn't have to qualify for anymore, I guess. But anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, a lot of big names in it. Um, the betting favorite is John Rahm in Vegas right John now. Rahm. Pretty he's easily. out of quarantine, I saw. He's out of quarantine. Uh, he's won here in the past. He was going to win the Memorial two weeks ago when uh, he came down with positive with COVID. And other favorites, Coach got Bryson DeChambeau up there, Dustin Johnson, Xander Schauffele, uh Brooks Kepka, Jordan Spieth, uh, Patrick Cantlay, Tony Finau, Rory McIlroy, Patrick Reed, Bucket. Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Victor Hovland, Terrell Hatton, Louis Ustazen, Scotty Scheffler, Abraham Anser, Paul Casey, Shane Lowry, Hideki Matsuyama, Will Zalatoris, um, and a little bit down the list, you got the PGA champion, Phil Mickelson. So, J-Man, who are you picking? This will be the J-Man's book of prediction of the week. Color me shocked. Roy McIlroy will win this tournament. <laughs> he's the... I bet he doesn't make the cut now. He's the fifth betting favorite I saw earlier today. Yeah. He will absolutely win this tournament. Has he won a U.S. Open before? Yep. Masters is the only major he hadn't That's won. That's right. He's won four majors, but he hasn't won one since 2014. In a slump. It's his time. It's his time. <laughs> J-Man's Book Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watchering. For life, home, auto, renters, business, workers' comp, and farm insurance, contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. It's always a fun one to watch. It's fun to hear the players complain at the USGA for setting it up way too difficult. I was going to say they like it right around even. Right, right around even. even. If it's got to go one way or the other, they'd rather be over par. So the rough's got to be foot high. Um, you think I'm maybe not quite a foot, but it's going to be pretty darn high. Green's going to be fast. Um, I don't know what the weather's supposed to be like out in San Diego area. I'm sure it's supposed to be beautiful. But I'm going with a pull this week. Ooh. I'm going with, I don't even know where he is on the betting odds. <laughs> But Cameron Smith, Ooh. the Australian, the Aussie, it's plus fifty five hundred odds. I just have a weird feeling about hmm. it. I was also looking hard at Patrick Reed. So, but Cameron Captain Smith, America. I'm going away from my usual Bryson DeChambeau book it pick. Yeah, the book is your thing. I'm, right. I'm, I'm good. I was, was going to let you have it. one. Nah. But. I'm not confident enough from Cameron Smith to book it, but I just got a weird weird, weird feeling about that one. But I went with. Victor Hovland in PGA, and he was good for about a round and a half. Then the uh, train cam came off the rails. So I like it. Hit me with that birdie bogey question again, because honestly, I, I I do remember it. I can't, I can't lie. I was going to say I don't remember it, but it just popped <laughs> in my head. I just well, haven't thought about it. Only four players have tallied 800-plus receiving yards in each of the last six seasons. Who are these four? Each of the last six seasons, yep. four players have tallied – how many yards? 800? 800 yards in each of the past six seasons. Julio Jones? No. Oh, God. Oh, great. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, I I literally am having trouble thinking of a wide receiver in my head. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, I'm I'm just panicking now. I'm in panic. Put on mode. the spot. Um, oh, What's his name? <laughs> Michael Thomas? No. Just, Remember, he was on your fantasy team and he barely played this no. past year. I forgot. I put this past year out of my memory. You've already gotten a bogey. Yeah, just so, give me. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, we're tied now. In the season. I'm embarrassed. I'm frustrated. So, one of the guys has a 1,000-yard season each year of his career, and that's Mike Evans. I didn't even, didn't even come close to my mind. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that makes sense. Travis Kelsey. I wasn't thinking tight ends at all. And one guy that... I thought there was no way you were going to get in that Starvis Landry. Juice. That was uh, not one of your better efforts. <laughs> I literally 
blanked. Uh, like, I'm thinking of teams. Ooh. I'm looking over here looking at helmets and having trouble coming up with wide receivers. I mean, I was thinking of the Saints, Michael Thomas. Marquise Colston came to my mind. <laughs> That's where my mind is right now. Oh, he hasn't played goodness. years, I know. man. That is just choking on the spot. Like We're tied. I was like four strokes back of you at one point. Now we're tied. Long ways to go, but that was an embarrassing effort by me. That, I'm, 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 I'm embarrassed. I have secondhand embarrassment for you. I, that was awful. That was the worst of the worst. That was just <laughs> deer in the headlights. Classic. I can't think who catches the ball for any team. I, I need to think about it during the show. I did not think about it until right then, and it's just it's too quick for me. It's pretty bad there. Why don't you wrap us up? Tell everybody where they can listen, where they can watch, where they Thanks can buy for merch. The Tan and J Man Show live on the ISC Sports Network. You can watch us on all your favorite podcast plat. Listen to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. Go to uh, Tan and J Man Store dot com. Tan and J Man Show. Tan and J Man Show Store dot com. This is why I don't read this stuff because I screw it up. <laughs> Thanks, for- <laughs> Thanks for watching, everybody. Have a great week. We'll be back at it next. Happy Monday. Early Father's Day, everybody. Four.